Got Your Ears On is brought to you by Tactical Legion 9. All right, everybody. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Got Your Ears On. Guido here along with Scoop. Yo, 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 yo. And Johnson. Take that, Towson. Take that, Tigers. How you like that, Tigers? WVU wins over Towson 65-7 to in what I am calling the 2022 Get Right Game. It was, it, was, uh, it was a get right game. I'm calling it the 2022 WVU Bowl Game. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, salty. Scoot's salty early. That He's salty already, it. folks. He's salted. Well, let's start off with something that has nothing to do with anything on the field. Let's start off with the fans. I have to admit, I am shocked, Johnson, that there were over 50,000 people at the stadium on Saturday. Yeah, and it was a really good atmosphere in general, it seemed like. we. I mean, look, a great day weather-wise to watch a football game, but you're you're sending... Gino, Tavon, and Stedman into the Sports Hall of Fame. You're recognizing hugs uh, during the game. But I think for a team, if if you were to measure angst, like if Twitter had an angst meter and you loaded yeah. accounts into it and then got like an angst score at the end, I feel like I just came up with a really good idea. I feel like I might I might put that together. You... And you loaded like all of WVU Twitter accounts that we normally follow in there. I feel like WVU had possibly the most angsty week in in like the Neil Brown era, at least. So then Guido to come out for a FCS team after a home loss to Kansas that puts you zero and two. Like I give it to the fans. I mean the, yes. the the stadium was it was a really good crowd. It was they were loud. I mean, I, I thought I thought it was a really good atmosphere. And I I read I like you bringing that up, Guido, because I read that there were, you know, a, as you would imagine, there are recruits in attendance and stuff. And I think to me, maybe, you know, Scoot likes to put me in that silver linings uh, pl- part of the fan pyramid. But that's Bradley Cooper. That's a really good look for recruits like, wow, they're Owen two and they're playing Towson and this place is this place is kind of amped up like that's a good look to me don't you think scooty like and here's the thing like there were other podcasts there were other publications out there that were like putting the over under of thirty thousand for fans in the stadium this, yeah. this weekend for this game i mean that was literally like a lot of people are like oh if it's gonna be anything it better be over thirty thousand. Fifty thousand show up. why why scooty why did fifty thousand people show uh, up the weather was nice the weather was nice. The okay. Um, well, I think people want the team to be good. West Virginia fans and West Virginians in general want their the stuff that represent them to be good. There's this there's this pessimistic optimism that all West oh, Virginians that's good. have. That's actually on the nose. That's very you're. Look, you are very observant because that's a great summation of of West Virginia and, and like my outlook every season on WVU is yes, pessimistic optimism. A, I don't think they're going to be able to do what I want them to do, but I really hope they do what I want them to do. <laughs> but I'm going to be there hoping they do the good thing. And that's yeah. like and I think you saw that over Twitter over the past week, and especially now uh, after yesterday, Twitter West Virginia fans on Twitter make me laugh. There are some some realists like myself, and and uh, I know uh, Brandon Phoenix from RVK has been tweeting uh, similar thoughts to mine. But 
there are these people now who are out there saying, well, look what happened to Kansas and, and Houston. It's not a WVU problem. Kansas is really good. <laughs> so I like I'm, the meme skewed. Have you seen the meme of someone has taken, I've seen it everywhere lately, but someone has taken that shot of Neil Brown in the Chick-fil-A drive through for that Chick-fil-A ad. And they've put those like meme white lettering around it. It says, get in loser we're trusting the climb again and i think that's hilarious that's like a very summation of this week on twitter well people now since since ten and two we're gonna go ten and two we're gonna (laughs) win out we're gonna go eight and four right Right. what no (laughs) like that's not realistic you're setting yourself up for a bad time can i throw my two cents in here though guido on i look wvu fans aren't going anywhere i i was texting you guys a couple things after kansas like, you know, a day or two went by and people were digesting the whole Kansas thing. And there were tweets coming out from people like, if you're criticizing Neil Brown, then you can just unfollow me on Twitter. You know, like that, like those kind of people came out of the woodwork. And I'm always like, oh, God, grow up. You know, like those people kind of drive me nuts. And I, I think that we're back to like, I had the same thought as after the Neil Brown uh, video post pit loss, like, on Twitter saying, Hey, don't stop supporting, keep, you know, keep following with us and stuff. And, and I, I think I told you guys on that, on that show that week, to me, that's offensive because look, man, WVU fans aren't going any, like if you're a fan, if you're a longtime fan of WVU, you're the type of fan that isn't going to go like, this isn't going to scare you off. Being Owen two isn't going to scare you off. You're not going anywhere. And I think that crowd like showed that, you know, like we're still like no one's gone anywhere. Yeah, they're going to be critical, but they're not they're not going anywhere. But can I say that, like, I think all weekend, even the routing, the 65 to seven win over Towson, the best thing to help help Neil Brown this weekend was the fact that Kansas beat Houston. (laughs) Yeah. And pretty soundly. Right. Can you imagine what it would have been like this week on WVU Twitter I mean, let alone if he had lost to Towson or if it hadn't looked good. And then Houston and Dana Holgerson yeah, beats Kansas. like hammered like, Kansas, yeah. Yeah, it would have been like the A-bomb hitting. It would have been bad seen on Twitter. So, I mean, you know, good, good, good for Dana for having a good couple of days here. I think, though, for me, Scooty, and I know your opinion is going to be pretty close to what I'm going to say, doesn't what does it show us? Doesn't really show us anything. Like this no. past, like it was, it, it was, it was a game against a team. You beat the that, team you're supposed to beat. Like they, right. you did what you were supposed to do. If you didn't win, that that's uh, even worse. I guess it it just makes everyone feel like, man, this is even worse than it already is. You did what you're supposed to do. Like you're, you know, back in the day when Rich Rod and Dana and Coach Stu, when we would play these games. These were the types of scores you would have. That's what you're supposed to do in a game against an FCS opponent. And not that, you know, Towson was 2-0. I don't know who they played. But uh, they were overmatched, and it was overmatched early. Right. And and I guess, you know, the offense did what we expected the offense to do. I mean, they came out, they put 65 points up. I will tell you, the first five minutes or whatever of the game – uh, you know, we go down the march down the field. JT Daniels, we get touchdown. 
then we kick it off and Towson runs it back for seven yeah. and I was like this is gonna be bad boys <laughs> like I was like oh my gosh well, and like the boo birds were out in the stadium like it was like I I think I texted you guys at that moment I was like Neil Brown better have some security because if this game keeps going this direction <laughs> like it may be a bad scene he had to be looking down the sideline at the special teams coach like really can you just throw me a friggin bone here like can we just keep this clean I'll say this early on Towson did seem to get uh, defensively into the backfield some so I was a little concerned there again with the offensive line early but I think they kind of shored things up as the game went on. I don't think – I think you guys are right. You don't – this doesn't move the needle any. I don't, I don't know that you learn anything from a game like this other than, you know, these guys had to have fun. Guido, we we were looking at the box score, you know, all – all the quarterbacks, all the quarterbacks into the pool, you know, like everybody in, <laughs> yeah, we're right. all getting everybody some playing, playing time. Uh, I thought that was cool. Uh, seeing Nico get his first touchdown pass, uh, and Goose was, I think, six for six. Scoot, the Goose got loose a little bit loose. on Towson. Loose, would you say I he mean, was loose? Yeah, Goose got loose. Yeah, did, um, did you find anything that did the usage of the quarterbacks? give you any indication as to what the pecking order is i don't think so and i was kind of looking for that scooty uh for me i mean they came in the order that i guess i expected them to come and they came in the order at which they are listed on the wvu depth yeah i was gonna comment the same way i mean i took that as the indication if i'm being honest i i don't know but let me just say if if i was look i mean they all they all did things. <laughs> I guess I'll put it that way, right? Like Garrett had his run that's, for his touchdown. That's the kind of analysis you come yeah, that to is, that is your what ears they all did for. This, they all did. They all listen, did things. Listen, folks. They all did things. You know, they all did things. I mean, Garrett got his rushing touchdown. Goose was six for six with a passing TD. Nico comes out and throws a beautiful pass to Preston Fox. So, I the I think the hard part for me, Scooties, I saw all three of them and. I don't know if I liked any of them better than the other. Did you? Well, that's a good question. Um, I guess the the thought I have is if Garrett Green were to be the backup, how how is he going to be used? Is he going to be allowed to throw the ball? So I, I don't know that that's the I don't know that the answer is yes to that. Yeah, and can I can I toss a uh, can I go audible here, Guido? Can I throw an yeah. audible? Yeah, like, uh, throw an audible in. Oh my! Um, scoot the Smoky Musket account. Um, put out a tweet that I wanted to put in front of you because I thought it was okay, thought it was a good it, tweet. Put it up there. It's quality tweet. It's a good tweet, Scoot. Uh, That's what you got. Put it should in front Garrett of me. should Garrett Green consider a position swap? The point the point being, like we don't just like you were just saying, if he is put in at quarterback, are you going to let him throw? And if you're not really going to let him throw, he's super talented when you put the ball in his hands. Should we? Should we? You know, like. And and there was no indication of what position maybe he should he should try. Running back is pretty crowded, so maybe like a slot receiver comes to mind or something. I don't know. What do you think? Uh, it's interesting. We use him as a running back. We do. Uh, yeah, I, we do. I just wonder what kind of difference because obviously C.J. Donaldson is a like Brandon Jacobs, big big thick guy, run up the middle kind of break tackles guy well and i feel like we have this rare wealth of like it's it's really it feels really nice to have donaldson and mathis back there and then you have even other guys like we were excited for rucker friend of the show to get in stuff like that you know they use justin johnson every once in a while so quarterback feels really 
crowded to me for him. But if he was going to consider something, it might be interesting to put him in a slot maybe or something like that. Yeah, I I don't know. I, I would say slot would probably be the next best place if he's not going to be a running back. Um, although we've never really seen him catch a ball, so I don't know if there's – yeah, that's true. Details, schmeetails. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> Details, right. schmeetails. I, I don't know. It's it's hard, though, because you look at this, and I mean, the numbers, like if you were if if you were me, and you and I'm a stats guy, Johnson's a stats guy, and you look at the numbers, and it's like- I feel like you say that, and I'm not a stats guy. Am I not a stats guy? No, you're not a stats guy. Well, you don't no, come off a like a stats guy, guy Scoot. You're aloof. No, you're a feeling guy. You're, you're aloof. You, you're, Johnson and I are the stats guys. You're the feeling guy. You're a like, feel you're, guy. Like, every, yeah. yeah. Can I be but a stats like, guy? I mean, if you I want. Mean, if you want. Yeah, we're all, I mean, we're, we're welcoming. I mean, we're, not, I mean, we're not making an you an anti-stats here, here, Here's the thing. So if you if you look at it from this from the statistical, from looking at the box score, you're like, bah, get, get, or, <laughs> I would never have crap? that high-pitched voice. If you like the box score, you turn into a turn back. Well, I did it because, is that what a goose sounds like? turn into a hawk. Yeah. <laughs> but goose goose looked good in the box score right like so goose was you know he was solid that six for six the 30 you know the 30 yard pass the touch i mean all of that on the uh on the other side of it it's when you, you look you at the game the goose yes yeah you grab <laughs> uh. the goose um on the other side of it though nico Nico kind of looked fun out there, Scooty. And that's like your barometer. That's like where yeah, Scoot's yeah, at. I was, like, I was going to say that too. Yeah. He, he looked did. fun. This guy, Scoot, this guy is fun guy. This guy. I like fun guy. He's getting the game. He's fun guy. I mean, first of all, first of all, the camera angle, you're looking at the back of his jersey the whole time, which is like so weird. Like, when you think about it yeah. from, yeah, because he's left handed, right? So it's like, hey, but I mean, I mean, the pass was great. Uh, Pre- uh, Preston Fox, that catch was awesome. I mean, maybe it wasn't a touchdown if you watched it a couple times, but uh, you know, Nico looked fun out there. It was the, it was a different energy. I felt like. Well, I'd say he was, you know, because he's so highly anticipated. Um, there's, I don't know that we've had a quarterback recruit maybe since maybe Gino, where there was a little bit of hype around the the quality of of quarterback um and even before that i i would guess maybe pat white but i don't even know that at the time we really were super excited about pat white when he was a recruit so um yeah i think i think it'll be interesting it's going to I, we can't stay at four right i mean let's be realistic we can't stay at four so at some point it's going to pare down and guys are going to be like, okay, this is enough. I need to go somewhere where I can play. Well, and here's the problem, Johnson. This is where I look at it is likely, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but likely this is probably the only game you're going to see those three guys in. I would expect, yeah. Aside from JT Daniels getting hurt. Yeah, unless something bad happens like that. Yeah. I don't think I and I don't think WVU is going to run the score up on any other teams this season. I mean, I'd hate to be the negative Nelly here, but you might see him in because of the other reason. May, maybe the other direction, maybe, but maybe not. So, like, the chances are you're not going to see any of those three guys anymore this season. And you're not wrong, Scooty. Like, one of them's got to go, and 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 not they don't have to go, but one of them's going to want to go. Let me put it that way, because they're going to be in a position where it's like they're going to be better off to transfer. I I I have to tell you. After watching this weekend, I kind of think Garrett Green's the guy who better be looking for a place to transfer. I kind of feel like he's the guy that. Well, he's the oldest, and he's running out of time, right? So he, if he's going to ever be a guy, 
he needs to go sooner rather than later because he's not going to be the guy here. Right. Yeah, that makes sense from a horizon standpoint. I mean, you're right, Scoot. He's only got a certain amount of time. I'd say he's, you know, he's chomping at the bit to use it. So I, I don't know. It's it's interesting. I, I don't know that we see him change positions, though. You'd think he would have already explored that by now, don't you? Well, and I wonder, does his degree play into this, right? I mean, he's been here, I think, three years. Yeah. Um, he probably gets, I don't know if he still gets the use of a COVID year. I don't know how that works. I don't know if it's like retroactive if you were in. Oh, that's a good thought. Yeah, he might. So yeah. as he, if he gets closer to graduating, maybe he looks to be a grad transfer somewhere. I don't know. Just something, something to think about. Yeah. Maybe that's why he's sticking around. Maybe. God forbid we think about the education. Right, what? right. I yeah, mean, come on. Yeah, what knock are these it kids off. Thinking? Yeah, knock it off. So from there, I mean, other things offensively to look at. I mean, I think you had like nine different guys get targeted for the game. Ten different wide receivers get targeted for the game. Rushing first time in over two years that we've had two guys rush for over a hundred yards. So both C.J. Donaldson and Mathis, Tony Mathis Jr., rushed for over a hundred yards. My favorite was is uh, Tony comes out. Tony Mathis comes out after the game and he he says he says well. You, you've got a double, you've got us, you know, doubled up. You've got me as the speed guy and CJ as the power guy. And so it's kind of how they ran the game and it looked, it looked good, Johnson. Yeah. And Scoot, uh, Donaldson now has six career touchdowns. He's played like 15 minutes. Right. He leads the big 12 right now in touchdowns. And he's not the starting running back. Yeah. Like what he is. I mean, and he came in as a tight end. His, I don't know. His story is so cool to me. He's just racking up touchdowns left and right now. He's kind of, and I think somebody on Twitter's compared him to kind of like David Sills. Uh, how about David Sills? Let's try that. Kind of like David Sills, um, where he was a quarterback and then switched positions and was recruited by Lane Kiffin at USC and somehow landed at WVU. So he's kind of got a little bit of that, you know, different fun backstory. Um, and we haven't, I guess it's better than hearing about Jarrett Dagey's brother, Seth. Yes, it is. In fact, better. So we'll start hearing about CJ Donaldson every time we have a game, but, um, I'd rather listen to that than Seth Dagey stories in Lubbock, Lubbock, Texas. Well, Guido, I think, I don't think this moves the needle in terms of what we really learn about this team, but I was going to run this by you guys. I, I think... It's funny how week to week, like another week of football in the books, another week of conference teams playing people in the books, makes me continue to fine tune my thoughts in about this record. Can I? Can I? Can I expound on that for a sec? Because looking I mean, back, we I mean, could, we're yes. we're we're keeping track, right? Scoot picked four and eight. You and I, you and I picked five and seven. We're now one and two with this win at Towson. We're going to get to Virginia Tech, right? We're going to get to that. That's the, they're they're on deck. We we had talked last week, you know, after Kansas, we sat here and, and I said, uh, you know, I was trying not to seesaw, but I said, man, I had picked us five and seven. We commented on some scores around the league last week. And I thought, man, I, you know, I'm nervous now. Is that a three and nine or something? The only thing that uh, made me feel a little bit different coming into this, this podcast, and I, I want to see what you guys think, but the two... The two wins later on in the season in conference that I had been keeping an eye on, I I thought we could I thought we could get one on TCU, right? We all picked that as a win, 
we reconsidered that last week. And then I, I went out on a, on a limb and I said, Hey, I think Kansas state, you know, we host, we host purple Kansas. I think we can get something done against those guys later in the season. And we, and we also last week were like, man, I don't know now. Well, Kansas state comes out and loses to Tulane 17 to 10. Right. So you might remember Kansas state has Kansas state has played absolutely no one to get to two wins. And then Tulane kind of handles them. So that's a bad look. And then, uh, Texas tech who, you know, they beat Houston. It was a close game. They beat Houston. And we said, man, you know, we, we thought maybe we could do something against Texas tech. They, they go beat Houston. Well, now Kansas kind of piles on and then scoot. We see, uh, XWVU folks actually fighting on the sideline during the Houston game. Like how, like what's going on at Houston really? So I don't know, maybe I'm not trying to like rain on Kansas's win, but maybe Houston's not, you know, maybe there's some other stuff going on at Houston. And then lastly, so then Texas tech this week, comes to Raleigh, they play a deep, what looks like a decent NC state team and they get handled pretty easily. NC state beats them 27 to 14. So I, anyway, I say all that to say, can we scoot? Pessimistic just, optimism. I'm, I'm just He's saying pessimistically optimistic. Like, this offense can score a lot. Like if you go and we'll talk about Virginia tech now, Guido, but if you can go into Blacksburg and be to look, this is a bad hook. Like I know we're going to be enter Sandman and all that jazz in Blacksburg, but this, this Hokies team is bad. It's not a good team. And maybe, you know, TCU, Kansas state. Is there a way to get the five wins? Maybe Pessimistic, like can optimistic. My, can my five and seven still bear fruit here? And scoot, I'm here. I'm, I'm with you. Johnson, let me, let's just say, let's, I, here's my, here's my thing. Let's say you're right. Right. Let's say you're right. Let's say that we we can pull a couple of these games off and, and win. Yeah. And get to just listen to what you're saying and get to five and seven. No, no, I know. It's, That's what we need to talk about. Like here's the no, thing. It's still you're bad talking news. about we're talking about try, we're talking about hoping we get to five and seven, Scooby. I, I know. I know. We're not talking about a bowl game. We're not talking we about being game. better than last year. It was last week. We're talking about five and seven. And one of those wins will be against an FCS team. So there you go. Like, uh, I, it, you know, this is my problem with this team. And like, I, I hate it. I mean, I hate to rain on WVU fans parade, but this, this game against Towson, I hope you enjoyed it because I think it's all downhill from there. I, I still think there's a chance we can go into Virginia Tech. I think we can go into Blacksburg this week this week on Thursday and win. I think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be closer than it should I don't disagree with you. I think it's going to be closer than it should be. Well, let's talk about it then. Like, what do you – because the, the excuse train on Twitter is already coming out. Like, well, now you got to be easy on, on, on HCNB because you're dealing with a short week. Like, Virginia Tech's also not dealing with a short week, apparently. But, you know, like, we're already rolling out some pre-game right. excuses, you know. So, I, I still think Virginia Tech's really bad. I mean, they, they beat who? Guido Wofford this week. Um, Wofford twenty seven to seven. Scoot the Terriers. You're kind of you're kind of partial to the Terriers, uh, I think. But I mean, I think come it's on, nice like yeah. I I think you know. So WVU and and Virginia Tech both had a tune up coming into this Thursday game. I still think Virginia Tech's very bad. I think the defense, the way the offense scores, I think the defense should be able to find enough. I agree with you, Scoot. It's going to be close, but I'm still. We all picked a win. 
I'm standing by the win. Here's the here's my question for you, Scooty. Mm-hmm. We played Towson. Yes. Towson only scored seven. Yes. And Towson's offense didn't score. Special teams scored. Yes. A five foot five you, guy scored. <laughs> I mean, why's it got to be about height? Why's it got to be knocking fella. people? He was just a little guy. Running down the field. Look at that guy. That guy's cute. Just Look at that little fella. Look at that kicker. He's a, almost saying he's, he's a cute, cute kicker. Turn. He's <laughs> tiny. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the defense looked better. I mean, but it's hard. The defense looked good against an, a, a, a team they should look good against. Yeah, so you can't put anything into that. Like, you're going up against guys that were recruited by Towson, not recruited by, you know, big-time schools. So Virginia Tech is going to have some big-time players. Are they executing the way they should? Probably not, but you're – you're going to be going up against a guy in Grant Wells who this is his first time playing WVU. He's a West Virginia native. I 100% guarantee that he's going to put a little extra on this game for himself just because uh, I'm sure he's going to feel that he should have been recruited harder or felt like they missed out. So there's going to be a little added pressure now. Maybe that backfires and it hurts him more so because he's pressing but he's going to want to show out against WVU, and if he does, you know the Virginia Hokies are going to have a pretty good good game. Well, and but he's no like we keep talking about Kansas. You know, everyone's been on Twitter like, well, look, Kansas is pretty good. I don't think Kansas is pretty good. I think Jalen Daniels, Scoot, is, and I give you credit because coming into our preseason stuff, yeah. our preseason conversation, when we landed on Kansas, you you really went on about Jalen Daniels and. He's the real deal. I mean, against Houston, Guido, he throws for three and runs for two touchdowns. I mean, I think, you know, we talk about like MVPs on teams. You take Jalen Daniels off of Kansas. I think they look completely. I don't I think, think you got to put him early talk. He's got to be a, a Heisman thought. I mean, he's phenomenal. I mean, that's who beat Houston the other day. You've got to put him in a Heisman. Talk. And so I think going into Virginia Tech, like, I, I guess I'm just hoping that the defense now. Like they didn't look good against Jalen Daniels. I think a lot of defenses aren't going to look again good against Jalen Daniels. I'm hoping that, you know, Grant Wells in this what looks like a porous Virginia Tech offensive line is is a different story, and they find a little bit of success. Now I don't think that secondary that we've been, you know, wanting Charles Woods to get back to is going to just suddenly get tremendously better. But I'm hoping that, you know, Stills. Uh, Bartlett, some of these guys can get a pass rush, mess with Grant Wells, and 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 get something productive going on the defensive end. Yeah, and Grant Wells, I mean, like, listen, uh, I know that you, you like you said, Scoot, it's he's going to come out, you know, with a little bit of fire, but I mean, he's still he's not any he's not anything to write home about. He's sixty, you know, he's sixty three for ninety six, you know, he's four interceptions and four touchdowns on the season, so. You know, I, I, he's averaging two seventeen a game passing, and that's against coming out of a Wofford game where he threw over well, three hundred yards. I, I'm just saying, like I, I, I'm, I know, and you, like this is where we sound. I know you're going to say, "Well, you guys sound like West Virginia fans," because like, it's exactly what it is. I predicted a win, so I mean, if you look at our record predictions, I did predict a win here. However, like we've got to not get too crazy. And start to think, okay, because people, West Virginia fans, going back to this again, we won decidedly against Towson. If the game were closer, people would be a little bit more angsty, a little bit more nervous. Yeah, right. 
but because we won decidedly, people in your your natural inhibition is to go back. Okay, things are back the way they should be because that's what we should have done. We did what we were supposed to do, so now we're going to do what we're supposed to do each week. That has yet to be seen. Like right, I go back and say we've not won three in a row. I would venture to guess that two in a row has been difficult. I don't think anyone's ever really paid much attention to how many times we've won two in a row, but it can't be very many. We've not won three. Well, so I just think if you the I just feel like would you agree then, Scoot? I think the offense is going to score points. So if I need to get yes. in a race of point scoring, I'm yes, I'm not I think we're too good. worried about it being right. a race with Virginia Tech's offense right now. That's all I'm saying. Like now, will they probably? Yeah, they'll probably score some you know some gob of points on us but i just feel like like i can see jt daniels having a huge game thursday night and and you know just making this offense go 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 so i i'm just hoping that virginia tech either hurts themselves you know turnovers interceptions fumbles whatever enough where we can sneak out of there with a win what's crazy is in theory this should ease i mean we predicted all of us predicted wins right however in the back of our minds, we still have to have that lingering doubt that, hey, this this team, this guy, this coach, he really hasn't shown us enough to make us feel 100%. Like, yeah. it should be a win. Right. Kansas should have been a win. But there are no slam dunks. Right. There's no slam dunks. And I mean, Guido was nervous going into Towson last week on the show. Uh, listen, I, a little bit. If the first uh, two possessions, you had to be thinking, here we go. I was <laughs> yeah, thinking, was. I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. I can't believe this game is going to be like this. I, I hear you. Like here. And here's the thing, Scooty. Like what happens? Like, where are we if we lose this game against Virginia Tech on Thursday? Because like, here's the thing: after Virginia Tech, you play Texas yeah. and Baylor. Yeah, and like you're looking at one. Like and I'm six. not even. I've already written those off as losses. Or like one I don't five, even expect. Yeah. yeah. So like, what happens if you you go? Yeah. What happens if we're one and five? What happens if you lose this game to Virginia well, Tech? Well, I honestly don't think we fire in season. I think the only way we would have fired Neil Brown in season is if he had lost this past week. Yeah, I if think he lost to Towson. I yeah. think we tread water, and at the end of the season it's almost pretty decidedly sure that he's going to be let go. Like a like a dead man walking type right. situation. Which doesn't help recruiting. Well, that'll be fun. But here's but here's my question for you guys. Let's let's talk about that for a second. Do you think we're there already? I mean, Shane Lyons releases a statement this week which you know, we all read it. I I mean, we texted each other about it. Jake Jake Lance posted about it and wrote a little bit about it too like the statement that that Shane Lyons put out to me sounded like, hey, guys, this is like dead man walk. Well, it felt like, like the dreaded vote of confidence, right? It was like, yes. uh, like when your athletic director feels compelled to put a statement out, then you're like, oh, geez. You know, it's like, wah, wah. I mean, he, 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 when you use the word, you know, frustrated <laughs> – in the first sentence and i think first, it, like and it was like per, we know performance on the field hasn't play student athletes have busted their tails like it was like the the first sentence of that statement which was i know and deeply care that our fans are frustrated with the start of the football season but so are our coaches and student athletes who have busted their tails getting ready for the year i feel like 
he's th- this email, this statement was priming us for saying, hey, listen, if it doesn't turn out the way it's supposed to turn out, which it's not going to, then don't worry, folks, we will move on and do what we need to do. So I kind of feel like Johnson, like that's where we were with this statement. Um, I mean, Shane Lyons came out at the beginning of the season and said he expected this year's team to be better than last year's team. Yet, I would be amazed if we won seven games. Yeah, it would be. I you would pick me up, pick me up off the floor if we won. Yeah, seven I games. I agree. So I think you're probably right. I mean, I think our. I think to Scoot's, uh, I think to Scoot's credit, he's probably right about pessimistic optimism. So we're hoping we're not there already. But like you said, you've already written off Texas and Baylor as losses, and if we can get, if we can get to even five wins, it feels like we've sort of turned the ship around on this season, this young season already. So you have to imagine if we fall into that four or five win category. That is definitely not improvement, and I think you would expect a move to be made, right, in the offseason. Yeah. You would expect right. that. I, I mean, I don't see how you don't, you know, make a coaching change at the end of the season if we're only five wins. So I guess the other thing, too, is the way – so back to what Scoot was talking about, like how people seesaw, you know, West the West Virginia fans seesaw, like coming out of Connecticut – coming out of Connecticut – Coming out of Kansas, we're like, fire this guy on the spot. Then we beat an FCS team and everyone's like, hey, man, get on board again. <laughs> you know, like I feel like a loss or win to Virginia. Like if you go beat Virginia Tech, I think people will give it Guido more like they'll give it more gravity than it deserves they'll give it more of a positive than it probably deserves. I think if you lose to Virginia Tech, it will feel horrible we we've talked about it in the preseason when we were making some predictions you don't play these guys you know we were talking about we're now going to play pit regularly thankfully if you lose the black diamond trophy it could be a bit you know before you get these guys back on the schedule and you get your next shot so i I think it's going to feel terrible i think people will be super negative about it if we lose and it and then if you parlay that into losses against texas and baylor man by the time you hit texas tech Oof. I mean, it could feel just horrible, horrible in, in WVU nation. It could just feel, it could feel super bad. Yeah. Johnson. I don't know. I mean, I think that in, in Scooty, you, you kind of tell us what your thoughts are, but like, I think if you're, if you go in and have only won one game and into that Texas tech game and, and I, I just think you've, by that point, you've lost the team, you've lost the fans. And, and don't you think, Scoot, like back to what you were saying, like I think a win against Virginia Tech overhypes people. I think a loss to Virginia Tech sends people down into like oh, Mariana's man. Trench. Right. You know what I mean? Like it's. Uh, I think if we, I mean, let's be realistic, two and two is not going to stay, you know, it's not going to become a three and two, four and two, uh, five and two. It's not. It's just not. So. Two and two is just like, oh, okay, we're, we're riding the ship. And what? It, to be honest with you, for me, I mean, I want us to win. But it's going to be frustrating to watch Twitter because people are going to be like, see, I told you, you guys didn't know what you were talking about. We kind of do know what we're talking about because we see the games and we know how, I don't know, I guess I, I think we come at it not only from a fan's perspective, but realistically, like, just because we're two and two doesn't mean we're a great football team. 
and we're well coached. Well, and here's the thing, Scooty. Like, and this is the problem. And like, I I, I hate to ha- continue to have this conversation after a weekend of a win, but it's it's the world that we live in. It's realistic. Like WVU. You know, Smoky Musket put out, WVU has not been ranked, has not been ranked at all since in the Neil Brown era. Not a like, single week. Not a single week. That's a sad statement. That's a sad tweet. And we're nowhere, and like, and I feel like we are regressing from where we were last year where we were kind of on an upward trend and heading to a bowl game. Well, and, and let's be honest, right? Neil Brown, if I'm not mistaken, is the highest paid public employee in the state of West Virginia and what he's making isn't even close to what anybody average salary wise is here in West Virginia and if we were average at our jobs we would not be paid accordingly so there is some of that where like listen I get it he's a nice guy but at some point he's got to live up to his end of the deal right he's got to live up to his end of the contract because all of the hardworking West Virginians have to live up to their end of the deal. But I saw some tweets skewed after Kansas that said, man, like I should have bookmarked it to bring it up to you guys. But I saw tweets like after Kansas, man, I can't believe how fast this fan base has turned on Neil Brown. And I thought, what? Like, what are we even talking? We're in year four and he just lost to what we all agree is always the worst well, program I've in been the conference tweets are, and people are like he's what? two possessions away from from wins from yeah, being that's four and right oh. that's a big one too i've seen or yeah, three and oh like come right. on like yeah, what? yeah okay <laughs> right. great and um a couple of singing auditions away from being on american idol <laughs> Right. Like, so it just it just seems silly. Like I think if this so to answer Guido's question, I think if this goes the way we think, even the way like how sad is this? The way we predicted four and eights and five and sevens almost feels like a silver like a positive result from where we're at right now. Speaking today on September eighteenth, so I I think you know if it goes that two. way, we're going ten. Right. Right, right like what i i think i think guido's right like if that plays out i think at the end of the season you expect a change i i don't i mean that's that's the problem i think that you know from a fan from my perspective scooty as a fan i'll say that uh i i don't understand how you can you know you know if this team finishes five and seven if this team had finished five and seven with the wins and losses that johnson and i had picked you should still be getting rid of neil Brown. i think so too well Listen, Stu had a coach in waiting, and the guy was nine and three. Like, come (laughs) on. We're talking about a guy that's gone four years and barely, like, done anything, and we can't get a coach in waiting? We can't, we gotta just keep playing this out? Come on. I, I mean, you know, the the buyout, I think, is – we and it was funny because there was a tweet that went around this week, and I texted you guys. Uh, Jake Lance had tweeted out what the – what was it, $260 an hour? Is that what we figured yeah, it out to be? Yeah, based on – yeah, because Jake had a really good – if you haven't read it, uh, I'll put it in the show notes, but Jake had a, a really good breakdown of – it you know the number for the buyout drops by ninety five hundred dollars per day only scoot because that's what Neil makes as a salary mm-hmm. like not too shabby yeah no that's not too bad uh, that's no, also that's not, too, that's not too bad a lot more than your average West Virginian right 
So, I mean, I just, at what point do you just decide as, you know, what point does it get too loud for Shane Lyons to ignore it? You know, I think that's the question I have. Scoot. Well, and I think, Scoot, back to your point about coaching waiting, because that that's a really excellent comment. I mean, we've gone from that to, you know, I think if you let this roll into well, another give him year some more time, he needs yeah, a like if more you time. don't make the change, then you're kind of setting the expectation like, well, you're totally fine to be mediocre in Morgantown. Doesn't really mean a whole lot. Like they'll give you five, six years if you he, need it. Dana left the cupboard bare. He hasn't had enough time. COVID. <laughs> Ruined his recruiting. <laughs> right. right. I No, I get it. I get it. I hear he you. was the only coach you. to deal with COVID. I get All right, it. so WVU plays Virginia Tech Thursday night on ESPN, the big network, guys. Another Thursday night game, one of our three that we have this year. That game is at 730 at Lane Stadium in Blacksburg, Virginia. Guys, we all picked this as a win. Um, I, we're not allowed to change our picks midseason. But we do have to give our score predictions for. We're not allowed the game. to change our picks, but we can, we can say if we think our former self was dumb or not. Now, <laughs> right? Scooty? I mean, uh, I mean, yes. Scooty, do you think your former self was dumb? Uh, no, I'm a genius, so that's a no. Yeah, Scoot's never going to admit to that. So he- here's the thing: it's pretty much a it's a toss up right now. West Virginia is giving one point. To Virginia Oy. Tech in the yeah. that feels <laughs> is terrible. That feels That's, terrible. That changes things, does it not? When you're talking about like, well, we should come in there and win. Grant Wells isn't that good. Right. Well, it's a pretty much a pick em. Scoot, that's like people in Vegas, like, I don't know, both of those schools from that state that I can't discern is different. Uh, they both suck. Like, that's right. that's the that's exactly Are they playing the game is. in Richmond? Like, that's right. Are they playing the game near <laughs> Richmond because they're in the same state? Is that Western Virginia? Uh, yeah, so WVU giving one point right now in Vegas. Feels bad. To Feels bad, Virginia Scoot. Tech. Over under is 52 and a half on the there game. We go. That feels low. I, you know, I kind of agree with you. I think if I'm a betting person, which I am, I think I would take the over on that because, I mean, WVU can score. I don't. I'm not really sure if Grant Wells can score. Well, and WVU I, can yeah, score. Yeah, I agree with you. And I think, I mean, we we only have what we have to go on, right? For you know, we only have these first three games to look at to to make a make a prognostication here. I think Pitt's defense is better than Virginia Tech's defense, and we were able to if score we more don't than that against score, them. On our first possession, do you start to worry? Yeah, I do because yeah, I, I feel so. just like in the Kansas game. I mean, Scoot, you remember me tweeting the first time we had to punt against Kansas. I was like, why does this suddenly feel like the start of all the bad things happening? And it was, in fact, the start of all the bad right. things happening. So, yeah, I feel like JT Daniels and the offense have to score every time. Yeah, a couple other places have the game at three, West Virginia by three, but it's close. None of them have the spread that, and none of them have the. You know, West Virginia giving that many points to Virginia Tech. I mean, th- even at three, that's kind of a, a scary one. I, here, here's my prediction, guys. I, I mean, I think coming off of a get-right game like WVU had, hopefully the defense, I'm less worried about the offense, hopefully the defense has a little bit more mojo, a little bit motivation behind them, and they play against a Grant Wells who we've said all along when he was at Marshall and when he didn't get recruited by WVU was a bit overhyped. Plays against, you know, plays well against the Grant Wells. You know, WVU wins this game, and I think kind of maybe wins it handily. Maybe it's like a forty-five to twenty-seven is what I'm gonna what? say. I think a lot of points are scored. What I think WVU wins Pessimistic it. Pessimistic. Yeah. Optimism. 
I think WVU what? takes this one. I'm going to go 45-27. You know, Virginia Tech still scores. Uh, no. Maybe maybe at halftime it's a little closer than we'd like. WVU pulls away in the second half and gets 45 on the board. Wow. Johnson, what do you think? What do you well, think? Well, Scoot's going to give me the eye roll too, but I, I'm going to go 34-24. <sighs> Here's why, Scoot. Okay? We already know Virginia Tech – could only manage 17 points in a loss to Old Dominion, right? We know that. Their other two wins, they beat Boston College. Clone, Clone Dog's going to be sore with me here, but, like, come on, man. They they only managed 27. Boston College is bad. They should have – I mean, they win 27 to 10, but they could have scored more there. And then this week against Wofford, they only put 27 on the board. Maybe – I don't know. Maybe they sort of pumped the brakes after a while. But after one quarter, they were only up 3 nothing on Wofford. I – I don't know. I, I think Guido's right. I think we're going to score, and I think we're just going to outpace them. I don't know that the defense is going to come up with a ton of stops. 24 point Giving up 24 to me is still a decent amount of points against a bad Virginia Tech team, but I, I'm yeah, I'm going to go. I think JT Daniels and the offense score a lot. I think we get a win. I think we get, a, I think we get more than a one-score win. That, that's what I'm going with. Wow. Wow. What, what do you think? Wow. I think wow. You know why I think wow? Here's why I think wow. Week one, how many points did our defense give up, Guido? You're the stats guy. 31. Uh, week one. 31. 30. Okay. Because that last touchdown was a pick six, so 31. Okay. Good. Uh, Good call. Week two against Kansas, how many points did we give up? Again, it was 46. Well, uh, 49. Yeah, right. Yeah. Not not the full 55. So in the 40s, Scoot, where are you going with this? Okay. Um, now, Because Towson... I would also submit in the middle of this thought, I don't think Grant Wells is Keaton Slovis, and I don't think Grant Wells is definitely not Jalen Daniels. You. So just, put, just keep that in the back of your mind. Okay, I'll keep that in the back of my mind. However... Grant Wells has beaten a Power Five team, correct? I get. I guess. Okay. I mean, I mean, BC listen. Technically, I mean, here, listen. Power five. I'm going to yeah. throw this out there: Is Boston College getting big time recruits? I don't know because it's cold. So probably not. <laughs> that's your however, analysis on Boston College. That's it. However, they are in the they're in the hunt for every big time, you know, recruit, especially in the Northeast. So. I I think this game is going to be listen Vegas these people aren't fools they're not setting these odds yeah, no, close for no reason they're you. looking I to know. make money sure and if they're saying it's a 1 point game or a 3 point game you pessimistically optimistics it's going to be a close game I'm going 42 38 okay <laughs> WVU WVU all right okay It'll be interesting, guys. WVU plays on Thursday night uh, against uh, Virginia Tech in Blacksburg. That game's on ESPN at seven thirty. One thing I want to talk about, Johnson. You mentioned it earlier in the in the in the show, uh, but we kind of brushed past it. Uh, WVU brings Bob Huggins out onto the field to recognize him at the game on Saturday, getting into the Hall of Fame. The crowd goes crazy. Bob Huggins just want to make a point. Bob Huggins wearing his orange Hall of Fame coat. He looked great. Over, looked great, but he was wearing his orange Hall of Fame coat over a pullover. Dude, he had a, three, hey, a quarter, quarter zip pullover. Listen, 
And uh, he's a pullover guy. You can take guy. the guy out of the pullover. You can't take the pullover out of the guy, Scoot. I mean, I think he looked great. And John Flowers tweeted later, I didn't I didn't bookmark it for us here. I'll put it in the show notes. But he said, look, John said, if I was Hugs, I'd wear that orange jacket every game, every like engagement. I'd have that orange jacket on. I thought that was hilarious. I'd, I'd do the lying. same. I'd be lying if I didn't say I wish they had just given him a headset and let him run the defense. <laughs> he'd have like he'd have like 12 treadmills on the sideline and <laughs> guys would be in shape <laughs> guys would be in shape well congrats bob huggins and listen he's a pullover guy and you can get pullover guy t-shirts at our website uh so check it out it's got your ears on com johnson it's the hub of everything it right? is we put the show notes there with the latest show every week uh, it'll be up here shortly. We put a link to the latest show right there in the sidebar, the tune-in link. And like Guido said, you can click through to the merch store and buy some GYEO merch. So check it all out. Yeah, check it out. GotYourEarsOn.com. Support, uh, you know, every year we give a portion of the proceeds from the Pullover Guy t-shirts to the Huggins Fish Fry. So buy shirt. We give it to the Huggins Fish Fry every year. I think it's usually like in March or whatever. And uh, definitely check it out. But I loved, I loved the fact that he had the pullover on underneath of the jacket, Scooty. It was, it was a had to be very warm. Look. I wish he would have done it. Had to be warm. I wish he would have done it at the Hall of Fame when he got inducted. He I was, wish he would have had was, it uh, over time. That would, I mean, out. He was the Hall of Fame. Um, anyways, guys, thanks for listening this week. Don't forget, you can find us online also on uh, the social medias. So look for us on Instagram and Twitter at Got Your Ears. You can also find us on Facebook out there too. And uh, thanks for listening. Don't forget, tell your friends, listen, like, subscribe. I know it's uh, it's a tough listen this time of year, but a lot of people seem to be doing it. I mean, we're here for you. I mean, Scooty yes. is here to help you through this, right, Scooty? You want to? Let's all do this together, um, Scooty. I'm going to be the voice of reason. I will be your voice of reason. Let's all get through this together, Guido. <laughs> yes. I mean, we all need friends to help us get through. That's right. Whatever this season's going to end up being. So thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll be back next week with another show. You've been listening to Got Your Ears On. <laughs>